0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle, and today, tonight, is a Game 1 Reaction Podcast. You thought I would duck, you guys. You thought I would avoid doing this because my best bet going into this game was Warriors minus 3.5 and the Celtics just stole that game in the fourth quarter. But, but, that's not what I do. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to keep making pods, regardless of being right or wrong. Because in the long run, this stuff works out for us. So, we also did hit on the Jordan Poole under, the Draymond Green under, and our leans for the totals were right as well. The only thing that we lost was that Warriors minus 3.5, which was my biggest bet of the night, which did play into my series ankle. And boy, was that looking good until the fourth quarter when Derek White, Al Horford, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown just went ham. Literally everyone besides Tatum on that team went nuclear. I mean, I guess Grant Williams didn't have that great of a game, but that's not who we're considering the Celtics score. The Celtics just went nuclear in the fourth quarter. Now, I took down some questions before the game started, so I'm going to run through them as kind of my reaction. I was taking notes throughout the game. So I'm going to start this by... Going back to the first quarter, I'm going to run through the game and then I'm going to pull up the FanDuel odds and do a live first look at the at the spread and the total for game two and the series odds. Uh, I have not looked at them yet, so we will look at them together and you guys will see the start of my handicapping process. I thought I would do that uh, throughout the finals is release these reaction pods, give you my key gambling takeaways and react to the lines when they first come out. And then if you're following me on Twitter, at AdvantagePod underscore SE, the SE stands for sports ethos, of course. If you're following me on Twitter, between the games, I will talk about the line movement, where the money is, where the angles are, where my leans are, where my player props are. I will post all of those things and all of my picks, but I want the podcast to be reaction and first look based. So I hope that works out for you guys. Let's start with this game. Back to the first quarter. I wrote, first quarter feels. My gut reaction was Steph came out looking amazing. The Warriors' back cuts are what the Celtics were needing to figure out. Clearly, they would figure that out as the game went on. But the Celtics were shooting, I mean, the, the Warriors were shooting a lot of threes. The Celtics were playing this drop coverage against Steph that made absolutely no sense. They were giving him his own island, um, and he was making them pay. I think he was six for nine in the first quarter. On three-pointers, you can't let Steph have six open looks, let alone nine three-point attempts. You got to get the ball out of his hands. You got to rush him on the three-point line. You got to have someone waiting underneath in case he slips it. And the and the Warriors made the Celtics pay for this. The first subs and rotations was at 555 in the first quarter. Poole came in for Draymond. Grant and White came in for Tatum and Rob Williams. It was 20-14 to Warriors at this point. This just shows you how important Derek White was in this game. Immediately in the first quarter, he was plus in the box, in the plus-minus. The Celtics had a really tough time when they had Rob Williams and Al Horford on the floor together in this game. That was one thing I definitely noticed. So I expect to see more White and Grant minutes. I expect the rotations to stay the exact same from both of these teams going into the game two first quarter. Uh, I don't have a great lean into saying like maybe Otto Porter Jr. comes off the bench first or Igadala gets more minutes than he did tonight. I don't think so. Um, I think Poole will continue to check in around the six minute mark. He will try and provide an offensive spark for them. He is definitely a defensive liability. You saw the Celtics attacking him on the switch with Jalen Brown a lot. Um, But anyways, Derek White, from the moment he came into this game, was the clear kind of team MVP for the Celtics. We'll get into that in a bit. The halftime check-in, the score, the field, the expected pace, and any key stats, it was 56 to 54 Celtics. The pace was 220, not because there's 110 and you simply times that by two, but you expected less efficiency but increased fouling. If you actually did the pace about points per possession and possessions in the game, you would have gotten a pace of 220. Uh, the over-under going into the second half, I think, was 219 and a half. There was a late run by Boston in the second quarter, a 10-0 run to tie the game at 47, and then they took the lead just after that. I think they they got the lead back like 50-49 to 49 on a Marcus Smart free throw. It was their first lead since 9-8. Uh, The Warriors, at at, at halftime, the Warriors were 11 for 24 from three. Celtics were 9 for 21. Both of these teams shooting a lot of threes and hitting them at an over 40% rate. It was crazy efficient, and that's why we got 110 points from two teams that are great defensively in the first half. The Warriors had one more turnover. They had eight turnovers to the Celtics' seven, and they were down four in the free throw column. So that's why you had the Celtics being up two. Even though the Warriors had a few extra three-pointers, they had lost in the turnover and free-throw battle. At halftime, Tatum was two for nine, eight points, the third leading scorer on his team. And I had a few, like, where is Tatum moments? But then I looked at the box score, and he had seven assists. Jalen Brown was shooting the most for the Celtics in the first half. This would obviously continue over to the second half. He had 13 shot attempts in the first half. So if you're looking to play points props, In the future, remember that Jalen Brown's volume was very high. These are the two best third quarter teams in the league. I asked myself who won the third quarter and were there any noticeable adjustments. The Warriors dominated the third quarter. They came out, went on a huge run, brought the lead to like 14, I think it was, and really opened this game up and I was there thinking wow my cap on this game was perfect. Warriors are going to cover. The leans on the overs were right. Uh, the player props were hitting. Everything was going well until that start of the first first quarter. The Golden State won the third quarter 38 to 24. I'm looking at the box score right now. A plus 14 advantage in the third quarter just like I said. And then we get to the fourth quarter. 40 To 16 for the Boston Celtics. Eight for nine from three point land. Derek White ties the most threes he's made all season. Al Horford, the most threes he's made in his entire career. Marcus Smart, four for seven from three. Insane shooting from the Boston Celtics down the stretch. And you could see it was getting to the Warriors. When they kept hitting shot after shot after shot, the Warriors were getting rattled. They were forcing things a little bit. They were a little too reliant on Steph to be a creator, and they collapsed. You saw that timeout where after the commercial break, they brought in the Steve Kerr pump-up speech where he was saying, we're we're in a great spot. We're only down three. We just got to get one good stop, one good basket, and we'll get the crowd back into it. And then all of a sudden, Warriors turnover. Al Horford hits another three. Celtics go up six. Warriors bad shot. Al Horford again bucket. Al Horford his own 8-0 run to open the game up to 111 to 103. I asked myself what was the most important run of the game. I think that was it, the Al Horford run. There was plenty of runs in this game, whether it be the late second quarter Boston Celtics run, the third quarter Warriors domination, but it clearly has to go to the Celtics pulling that game out in the fourth quarter and the run that they went on. You could say it was their defense that led the charge. They allowed 16 points. But the Celtics have this dichotomy where they can be great defensively and great offensively. So a 40-16 to quarter, they were just clicking on both ends. The Game 1 MVP and the Series MVP. I think that's really tough to say. Let's go through the box score. My initial reaction to who was the game one MVP was Derek White. Uh, I don't think Derek White realistically has a chance to win MVP in the series. I don't think his statistics in this game were enough to, you know, boost him over some other people. Derek White ended with 21 points, three assists and a rebound. Plus 25 in in the plus minus. Clearly the most on the team in the plus minus column. But then you go look at some of the other guys. So even though Tatum had 12 points, he was a plus 16 on 13 assists and 5 rebounds. Al Horford had 26 points. But Jalen Brown, 24 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steal, a block, efficient shooting, the most volume, and started the run for the Celtics. If there is a Game 1 MVP, it's Jalen Brown. There's a series MVP so far. There's only been one game, so it's got to be Jalen Brown. I expect the odds to reflect that Tatum is now the odds on MVP for the the series because the Celtics are up 1-0. And if you project forward for the rest of the series, Tatum's probably going to be the guy. You expect some regression to the mean and him to have a better few games. Let's go look at the lines for game two. Celtics came out as another plus four, Warriors minus four. It is staying the exact same as it ended for game one. We are getting early money on the Warriors, and the over-under is at 215.5. These are really, really sharp lines. I am going to wait because, again, what I value more than the line itself is the indicators. I want to see where the money goes where the line moves, where the total moves, how this is affected by the public sentiment, the ESPN headlines tomorrow, where the gambling experts are. I need to take all of those things into account before I lay any bets right now. I was expecting this to come out around five, five and a half, because again, I wasn't expecting that Boston fourth quarter run. So I think simply that Boston fourth quarter run is what's keeping this line at a plus four. I might lean Boston early on. I mean, this team is so good. I've been backing this team the whole time. If you've been listening to me, you know I'm a Celtics guy. I have series bets on both sides, but my head just tilted towards a Celtics exposure. I have been hammering the Celtics lines all playoffs, and I've been fading the Warriors. And I kept on taking the Mavericks in that series, and the Warriors cost me, and I came into this game saying... I like the Celtics more, but the Warriors are in a really good spot with the rest advantage. And now the Celtics have taken game one. And the the series odds I'm looking at them now for the first time, minus 175 for the Celtics, plus 145 for Golden State. My first lean is that there's got to be value on the Celtics number in that case. If they're up 1-0, they've already stolen home court advantage. They're going to have a lot of built-in rest. Their guys stayed healthy throughout the game. I think it's going to be hard. If, you, if you're if you going to be betting on Golden State at the plus 145, this comes back to the, what I talked about with Dan on his podcast. What you're really doing is hoping that they win game two and then planning to hedge off of it. And if that's your plan in taking Golden State for game two, then you're better off just taking the money line or the spread Because if you plan to hedge a series price after one game, you get better value by just playing the one game. Um, On the other hand, this was the Warriors' first loss at home. They've been here before. They're very experienced, so you don't want to overreact to one quarter that's dominating You want to remember the whole game and that the the Warriors led throughout the game. You want to remember that, like I said, this was the first Warriors home loss all playoffs. They're a great, great, great home court team. And on the other hand, they also travel well. And they're the Warriors, this Warriors team, Steph, Dre, Clay combination, is the best game three road team in the history of the playoffs. Think about this year. They've won all their game threes. On the road against Denver to go up 3-0, on the road against Mavericks to go up 3-0, and when they came home against the Grizzlies to go up 2-1. On the other hand, the Celtics have lost, again, two out of the last three Game 3s. They lost to the the Bucks and the Heat, but they beat the Nets in Game 3. So if you think the Warriors, if you like, like, oh, I think the Warriors had a better game overall, and I think that fourth quarter was a fluke, then there is some value in taking the plus 145 on the Warriors series because they might actually win the next two games. And then you come back when Boston has then lost home court advantage again, is down 2-1, going into game four, and you flip it to the other side on the Boston Celtics. These are things that I am going to wait on Let's talk about player props right now. I think the the line to jump on immediately is Jordan Poole's under again. We didn't see any Kaminga. We didn't see any Moody. We didn't see any Gary Payton. We saw Otto Porter Jr. and Andre Iguodala soaking up the extra minutes for the Warriors. This was a defensive adjustment, a length adjustment playing towards the Celtics wing depth. And I think the Warriors are going to continue to need to do that. Let's look at their plus-minus real quick. Pool was a minus-19. I mean, Porter was a minus-18. That's not much better. Iguodala was a minus-6. I think we see more Iguodala and more Porter, and I think we end up seeing less Pool. I don't know if the market is going to adjust to only one game of pools total and put him at like a I don't know if the market's going to adjust to one low game of pools total and put it at like 12 and a half or 13 and a half for game two if we see this line come out at 15 and a half which is kind of what I expect stay at 15 and a half but be a little bit more juiced simply because the over under went up so it's hard to let pools total go down even though he had a bad game I go under on pool again I was also on Draymond Green's under He had four points, so that hit, but he was two for 12 from field goals, 0 for four from three, 0 for three from the line. Draymond actually had a high-volume offensive game. Do not go back to the well with the Draymond under. If we actually see that come out at eight and a half, maybe it even comes out at eight, I might even play a Draymond over. No, I can't do that. I never would play a Draymond over. I would just stay away from that. 12 shots is a lot of volume for Draymond. He's always low efficiency, but you don't want to play the game on guessing efficiency against volume. On the instance with pool, we're guessing less volume and already kind of low efficiency against the Celtics defense. That's why I like that bet. Okay, that wraps up what I'm... Talking about after game one, I'm going to try and do these type of reaction pods to each game. I don't know if I'm going to have time to do uh, pregame pods, to do betting angles, but that's what I'm going to use my Twitter for. So make sure you are following me on Twitter at AdvantagePod underscore SE. Because I will be tweeting about line movement, about where the money is, about where the indicators are. So that you guys can even see, that's probably even better. So you guys can see that in real time as opposed to, you know, me recording a podcast and then editing it and then uploading it. And then by the time you guys go to listen to it and then digest the information and then go look at the odds yourself. It probably makes more sense to talk about the way I'm seeing the game and then tweet about the way I'm seeing the market. So that's what I plan on doing throughout the finals. I will be joined by some guests. In some future episodes and some future reactions, I was supposed to be joined by my guy, Cool E, but he was not feeling well. So I told E to take it easy E tonight. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.